Welcome to the Thrive Retirement Planning Podcast, where we help you design a retirement and life you love. I'm your host and retirement planning specialist, Carl Wollston. Thanks for being here on episode number three. The Thrive Retirement Podcast was created because I believe there are eight critical components that every successful retirement plan needs to include. And oftentimes, people are heading towards retirement or in retirement they're only addressing one, two, or maybe even three components working together, and you really need all eight. So we're here to help you reduce your anxiety about retirement, get answers on Social Security, design a plan to replace your income. We want to help you take steps to protect and grow your investments and ethically reduce your retirement taxes. Thanks for being here today. We have a great show planned for you as we talk about leading your family during retirement. And this is a this is a big topic for me because I see so many people who head to retirement and almost like life is amazing, life is good and then they get to retirement and they flip off a switch and I'm done. I'm going out to pasture. Instead of this exciting kind of thriving retirement journey that you're on. And if you missed the last podcast where we talk about the four different phases of retirement, go check out episode two. But many people, as they head towards retirement, they really squander the chance to lead their families during retirement. And by families, I mean their children, their grandchildren. This can even involve friends, other relationships. And because they miss this opportunity, they lose a massive, massive opportunity for fulfillment and happiness during their retirement years. And if you've listened to me before, I really believe that retirement, though I'm a retirement planner and a retirement planning specialist, we focus so much on definitely on investments and and replacing income and estate planning and the financial aspects of retirement. But there's this aspects of fulfillment that we just have to address. And if we don't, we really miss out on just making retirement amazing. So as you embrace your ability to lead your children and grandchildren during retirement, your family can have greater unity and your retirement years can take on so much more significance. Now, relationships are interesting, especially with our children and grandchildren, because they can be some of the most powerful and important relationships we experience. But as you know, and you may have experienced, they can also be and and provide some of the deepest wounds. And so no matter where we are with our relationships or your relationships, my call here is to, during your retirement years, you have this new chapter, you have a blank chapter And you can level up your relationships wherever they are now. You can ask yourself, what's the next step with every relationship that you have? Now, leadership, it's kind of interesting. Leadership in the workplace is often discussed and praised, right? We talk about it all the time in the workplace. And it's interesting that society rarely emphasizes leadership in the home, especially leadership during retirement. In fact, often media and pop culture today downplay the role of strong parents, or sometimes they even make dads look like idiots, and especially, uh, certainly with grandparents as well, too, and they can emphasize dysfunction instead. And 
The, the truth is that grandparents who retire enter this unique phase of life to influence and lead their families in just unprecedented ways. It's almost as if when you're raising children, you're so close to them. But as grandparents, as you get, you're not around your children or grandchildren every single day in most situations. And so you have this kind of distance where you can have tremendous influence. And so my my invitation to you today and what we're going to get into is instead of letting your most important relationships evolve through kind of chance, just kind of whatever happens, the invitation is to seize the possibility to unite your family and create incredible memories during your retirement years and then leave an intentional legacy embedded with the values that have helped you thrive during your life and that will help your family thrive for years to come. And so as you mold and shape your own retirement, I want to give you today five powerful strategies to help you lead your family. And these can certainly apply during your working years or any time you have a family. A couple of the links here on in the actual article are tied into people not doing it necessarily with grandchildren, but with children. But the principles are the same nonetheless. And so number one today on five powerful strategies to help you lead your family during retirement, the first is to unite your family through vision. Michelangelo said the greatest danger for most of us is not that we aim too high and miss it, but that we aim too low and we reach it. Warren Bennis said leadership is the capacity to translate vision into reality. Now, during your business career, your working career, most most people are familiar that businesses regularly develop vision statements and they know the significance of leading with vision. Where do we want to go? What are we trying to achieve? When do we want to get there? Those are common things we ask in the business world. And somehow... Professional business is ripe with vision statements and goal setting it in the, our family lives, which many would argue and I would argue are more important. And that just rarely translates. But how could we translate that? Let me give an example of a story that I love about what vision can do with the people we love. I heard this story from a single father who was uh, less than happy about, let's say, the, the choices his 17-year-old daughter was making. And some one of those key choices that he was unhappy with is her choice in a boyfriend. And he was letting her know it. And instead of coming closer together, which I think most parents and kids would say, yeah, it's nice when we're close, but instead their relationship started to be strained and he knew it. And he knew he couldn't keep addressing the situation the way he was addressing it. So he decided to tackle the issue by finding something new and something exciting. Maybe to to have something that could bring them together. And she knew, or he knew, that his daughter had expressed an interest in volunteering in third world countries. 
And so what he did is he said, let's tackle this as something we can unite on. And they, they scheduled a trip. But what was in an interest, they had a great time together. But what was interesting is this trip actually inspired her to see a bigger vision for her life on like how she could give back and the way other people live their life and how good she had it. And she, there were so many different parts of vision that she understood. And especially she started to get insights on who she wanted to become and what she wanted to do after high school. And so what started to happen immediately is she started to drift apart from her boyfriend because they just they didn't have the same vision and values about what they were trying to create any longer. It was an interesting byproduct. So as we're talking about uniting our family with vision, one way is to do it to do it is to clearly articulate your family values and principles. So one suggestion is you could sit down as a family with at a family dinner or a barbecue, something just gets everybody to have a good time. You get everyone together and you take a few minutes and you just lead a, a quick discussion on what your family stands for. And there's a there's a few ways you could do this, but my suggestion is look for consensus and something everybody is going to buy into. Now you could you could pass out a sheet with say like 20 different values or statements on it and you could have family members actually circle the ones that are most important to them or you think the family most embodies maybe hard work, integrity, growth, learning, courage, faith. And you could identify five family values and then formalize them in some way. You know, one way to make it more concrete is you have the discussion and then you actually create a family vision statement. But it's important, in my opinion, that this isn't just top-down leadership because you can have that type of leadership, right, where a boss or someone comes at work and says, hey, this is what we're doing, and everybody's like, okay, whatever, or they don't buy in. So the other way to do this is how do you collaborate and get everybody involved with, with what we stand for as a family? So whether your family vision is an informal discussion or more formalized in, a, in an actual document, uh, helping your family see a bigger vision can really create unity and excitement within the family. So that's, that's key one to leading your family during retirement is unite your family with vision. The second principle and strategy about lead, with leading your family during retirement is to develop an intentional culture. So rather than just being by accident or just what is, you're doing this on purpose. Mahatma Gandhi said, a nation's culture resides in the hearts and the soul of its people. It's, and that's close quote, it's who we are as a family. So it's a family culture is all about different aspects of kind of what you do and how you do it, uh, how you treat each other, what you do with your time, uh, where you go, what kind of activities you like. All those things create culture, but in a lot of ways, it's this it's the feeling of the family. So, for example, what do you do during holidays and Christmas season? What will you do, what do you do for Thanksgiving? So around holidays, how do you how are you going to reach out to your children and grandchildren? What is that culture between uh, you as the person who's retiring and your children or grandchildren? Are you 
being intentional about how those relationships develop. What influence will you have on their life? Is it more not really involved or is it closely involved? And what about your children? How close do they want you involved? How does your hand, family handle conflict as a part of culture? What will you do for birthdays as the families and grandchildren grow? So with my personal family, I have six children. I just turned 47 years old. And four of our six children have now finished high school. Three of them have left the home. My wife and I, we're in this transition phase, and we found that we weren't connecting near as often as we would like with our kids. And so we started to have this discussion about how we could create an intentional culture. And so what we decided to do was create a monthly family fireside. And what that basically means is we regularly, we, we get together, we eat dinner together, and we invite everybody over, and then we actually have a, a planned, meaningful discussion. And sometimes that's a, that's a spiritual principle that ties in with faith. Sometimes that is a concept that maybe it's a, a leadership principle or a growth principle or a life hack or something that has made a meaningful difference and we want to pass it on and have a discussion with the family. We've had some amazing discussions. Now, all these things, this kind of culture doesn't happen overnight, right? You can take one step forward, but if you try to create something out of nothing, getting the family to buy in is such a big part of this. So what's the next step with your family culture? So uh, here's another example that we did with our family about a year ago. And as, our, as we've added a, a, a daughter-in-law now, and we've had our first grandchild second on the way in January. Um, damn, recording this, it's December 18th, 2020. So some of you may be listening to this when I have my second grandchild, pretty exciting times. And one of the things that we did about a year ago is we got the family together. I just handed out three by five cards to the, to the kids, including my daughter-in-law. And we said, I want you to think about our family in 10 years, 10 years from today. And I wanted to get everybody's input and I had five specific questions or statements that I wanted them to fill out. And then they were going to hand these three by five cards in. And then we actually, before they handed them in, we took a, a uh, turns kind of going around talking about what everybody put down for there in, in each of these areas. And it facilitated this conversation. So we talked about well, the first uh, question I asked. And this, this was just a 30-minute exercise. It wasn't really a big, long thing. But we did this for one of these family firesides. So what is our family's greatest strength? And, and the, the kids all put down what they think our family's greatest strength. And some of them said unity. Some said growth and optimism. So there were different uh, avenues, but we kind of there were some common things that started to show up. Uh, second question was, is what pot of positive feelings or emotions do we want people to feel around our family? Uh, the third thing was, what trips, events, and experiences do we want to have as a family? This pulled a, a lot of stuff out. People says, we want to do a trip to Florida. We want to go see do amusement parks. We want to go to Mexico in a few years. Or, hey, uh, you know, it, it just kind of spurred all these ideas on what we could do for weekends and what would we want to do as an entire family together. And um, an event to, to Europe in the next couple of years is coming out of that that people are just going to pay for on their own. But it, it came out of that family discussion. The fourth point, uh, the fourth one is, 
it's just a, a simple statement. We dot dot dot. So be, basically, as a family, we, you know, it could be we serve others, or we like to have fun, or we we encourage each other. And I just wanted to see what people would put in that. And then number five is I will make this family better by dot dot dot. So this was a kind of complete the sentence, but this was how I am going to contribute to the family. And each person kind of made a micro commitment on how they could potentially make the family. Uh, better and improve it. So that's just an idea on kind of this develop an intentional culture, some things that we've done. But the bottom line is there's an amazing opportunity to get collaboration, have everybody contribute and buy in to the family vision. In our case, we got them to buy into the Wollston family future. But what are you getting to buy in with your family future? Now, This can create some amazing excitement, especially as you start future pacing. So instead of a lot of times in our lives, we look back. And sometimes when we look back, we think about the negative. So this gets people excited about the future and what's coming. And the the best thing about all this is it wasn't just my vision or my wife Christy's vision. It was our our plan that was, was started to be formulated by the entire family. Okay, third point, our third key, the third strategy on leading your family during retirement. Now, we've talked about uh, unite your family through vision. We've talked about developing an intentional culture. The third is lead from the front. A leader is one who knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. That's John Maxwell. A leader is one who knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. So a family vision and culture can be really, really inspirational and motivational. But there can be a big disconnect. We can have big aspirations, but if we're trying to become something we're not willing to do or it's simply a person we aren't, then leading with aspirational principles can fall flat. I've always believed in leading a family from the front, and that means that you lead by example. So, for example, with kids and grades, I've been a, always a big learner and my kids always know, even when they're in school and college, that dad is learning just as much as they are. And so it's it's never been a problem to get people to buy in to do homework and things like that. And I know not all families are like this and everybody's different, but it's one of my unique abilities is to always, I love learning, I love growing. And so that's been a byproduct and so it's been a natural thing that's come come to our kids and and you know I'm sure you have unique gifts where naturally your kids have just done certain things um, as well but great leaders no matter what you're trying to accomplish they work in the trenches not in the clouds meaning the work has to be grounded you have to be involved you can't just say this is who we are everybody else do it That's not how it works. We have to be willing to put in the work, and that's one of the keys of creating great family culture. So a great example of this is my own parents, who are now over 70. They have amazing work ethic and service. They both came from families that didn't have a lot of monetary success. My mom came from Germany, uh, immigrated from Germany when she was 10 years old. My dad came from a family that had come from Europe, uh, both sides had come, one from England, one from Germany years earlier. And they were trying to figure uh, American way of life out too and worked incredible long hours 
and worked incredibly hard just to get by. And so that just kind of spilled over into the family culture. When we were young, our siblings and I would work in the garden or the yard and the house. My parents always had a project. But the irony was none of us worked harder than my parents. They led from the front. And because of that, my older sister, my three younger brothers, five of us, we've all developed this amazing work ethic that we're not willing. You know, we've all chosen different careers. I have a couple of electrical engineers, have a nurse, uh, have a stonemason, myself. Uh, we've all taken very different careers, but none of us are afraid to work. And so my parents were this powerful couple, and they led from the front. They led by action. And our examples, as you know, are so much more powerful than what we say. And so a key part of leading our family is just who we are and whatever this vision is, whatever this family culture is, it needs to embody who we are um, so that there's this not this disconnect. Or if we're aspirational and it's not quite where we are, how do we become that? And we don't have to be perfect at anything to be leading. We just have to be taking strides and be talking about the journey. And if we're putting in the work, work gets buy-in. If you're working side-by-side with someone, you get buy-in. Let's talk about number four. Okay, We've talked about uniting with vision. We've talked about developing an internal culture. We've talked about leading from the front. Number four in leading your family during retirement is have fun and create amazing memories. My wife is so good at this. She's so good at saying, how do we create a memory? How do we do something that gets our children, you know, experiencing something, not just buying them something? And so Hans Christian Andersen said, enjoy life. There's plenty of time to be dead. And depending on how old we all are, we feel like our body's slowly going there. But, you know, getting the attention of young people today can be, especially if you're talking about, you know, your grandchildren it can be so difficult because we are in the age of instant gratification and technology. When I was young, you know, if someone mentioned, hey, we're going to go in the mountains or go hiking or we're going to go do something fun, I was all over it. I didn't have the list of competing options that exist today, such as on-demand movies, video games, cell phones, social media. Today, we are competing for the attention of our children and grandchildren at a whole new level. And so, I'd suggest planning amazing and fun experiences that are designed around creating memories more than things, okay? Let's get away from things. Let's get around to creating memories. So, what are some ideas for this? Take your grandkids to lunch for their birthday instead of a present. Invite your grandchildren over for a party to stay the weekend. Create a a grandma or a grandpa's camp. Take a vacation together. Say, where are you guys going? Hey, would you want to go for the weekend? Let's go do something. Invite your grown children to lunch one-on-one. If your children or grandchildren don't live near you, have regular Zoom calls. Go to the lake or mountains. Go boating. Go exploring. If you don't, if you're going boating and you don't have a boat, go rent something. Work it into your retirement plan so you can afford to create some of these memories. Do a weekend getaway with a specific grandchild. Make them feel important. Go see a concert or play together. Plan a family reunion. Take a road trip. Have a campfire and tell some some scary stories. You know, just 
all I did. And I'm sure you have a thousand more. But as you become a, a grandparent and you're in these retirement years, you have such an opportunity to make an impact on your children and grandchildren. And when, when, you're, when working with clients and we're making goals about retirement planning and estate planning and legacy planning and investments and all of these things, what makes us unique at Thrive Retirement Planning is I like to focus on three things, finances, family, and fulfillment. So from the very first appointment, when I'm working with somebody, we're talking about all of these areas because that's what creates the richness and the thriving. And I, I really came and, and founded Thrive Retirement Planning from the standpoint of I wanted a financial firm that helped people focus on thriving in retirement in all three of these areas, family, finance, and fulfillment. So it's not just about the money. Though we, we have to put a plan and we have to put a, have a system to put the money in place. But when you encapsulate it all around these broader goals, uh, just amazing things start to happen. And you, know, you may say, well, the, the money is the most important. Yes, money is really important. But if you're a person who's just, just about ready to return on your investments, and that's important, right? We got to grow our investments. We have to... We have to uh, protect the money that we've we've put in place. We have to have an income plan. We have to have all those things in place, right? But to to focus on that and not on these other areas, we miss out on so many good things. So let's talk about number five about leading your family during retirement. This is a key one. It's love them where they're at. Audrey Hepburn said the best thing to hold on to in life is each other. And early in my career. In the first business that I owned many, many, many years ago, when I was just uh, just finished co- uh, out of college, um, and my wife and I were just starting our family, and I had the opportunity to ask, I bet it was over 50 individuals who had raised children, uh, many of them grandparents. I said, what is the secret to raising children? And over and over again, the response was similar. And I, I was amazed. I thought there'd be discipline and you got to do this and you got to have rules and you have to have this array of, I would have this kind of rainbow of, of comments, but almost across the board, it was the same. And it was over and over again is to love them no matter their choices. Now, candidly, in my life, sometimes I've tried to fix people around me instead of loving them first. I have a little bit of an analytical brain sometimes, and so I analyze. And when I catch myself analyzing people and then saying, oh, how can I fix this? I try to remind myself, and I've learned this over the years, that, that f- fixing people, even when we have the best of intentions, comes from the lens of problem solving. And people just aren't problems to solve, but rather they're people to love. And when we love them first, many problems go away. And when I when I lead from this lens of love, lifting or elevating people becomes a natural byproduct. And I have a long to, a way to go with this principle. And I'm a, I'm a work in progress and I forget and all of these things, but I know this concept is real. And no, the question I would ask you is how can you love your children and grandchildren where they're at today? How can you show them that? Do they know that? Do you tell them that? 
I promise you that this principle will amplify any efforts you have towards leading your family during retirement. So in conclusion, we've talked about five strategies to lead your family during retirement. We've talked about uniting your family through vision. We've talked about developing an intentional culture. We've talked about leading from the front, having fun and creating amazing memories, and loving them where they are at. Now, if you go to our website at thriverp.com, where this all where this podcast originates from, ThriveRP stands for Thrive Retirement Planning, thriverp.com forward slash three. You can you can get a, a complete this complete article is is there. So this isn't just audio. There's a complete article that you could take. You could use this uh, with your own family and take some of these ideas down and internalize this, and it can make a real meaningful impact. Now, if any of you listening to this would like to learn more about how we work with clients, how we help people transition to and through and into retirement, you just visit thriverp.com and uh, you can click on the link, work with us and just uh, read all about kind of our philosophy, how we like to look at people and help them during retirement. Also, if you haven't heard, we have a free hour-long social security training and we know that's a big, we've seen it over and over again, people are, that's a, a base of retirement income. So it's so important to understand how social security works. You can access that free training at thriverp.com forward slash SS. Thanks for being here on this week's episode of the Thrive Retirement Planning Podcast. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Carl Wolston is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, an SEC registered advisor. Thrive Retirement Planning and RWA are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specialized in fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investment regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by retirement wealth advisors.